I am Jim Rome. We go to hour number two. Listen, I'm doing my job. Not only am I doing my job, I'm doing my job well, if I say so myself. And frankly, I have not been giving myself enough credit lately. So that's going to stop right now. Now, you, on the other hand, clones, are not doing your job well enough. Not when it comes to beefs. Get in here. Normally, that's your segment, and you dominate. You're a little slow. I know you like it better in hour number three, but it changes. It moves. It's fluid. We're doing it at the bottom of this hour, meaning you're on the clock right now. Start dialing with your beefs. If you don't know what that is, and you're new to the program for some reason, you can beef about anything you want. You know what a beef is. Everybody's got beef with somebody or something. And I'm here to say you can beef about anything you want except for two things. Anything that goes on in the bathroom, I don't want that. And that Jardians commercial, I don't want that. The Jardians Nation is not a thing. Ken and SA brought that up. And all of a sudden you thought the floodgates opened up. All the doors swung wide open. Oh, that's that's open game? We can do that? Open season? No. No, you can't. So when I say to you, you can beef about anything you want, sports or non-sports, work, social, friends, family, your childhood, your parents, your boss, me, anything you want except those two things. No bathroom beefs and no beefs regarding the quote JN. With that said, start dialing 1-800-636-8686. The written beefers are unhappy with how many call beefs get on the air now. And judging from the way it's starting, you might as well write your beefs because the calls are not coming in, at least not the ones that I want to see. So hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. Email me, Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. I am efforting Texas Longhorns linebacker Jalen Ford. He's supposed to be in this slot. As soon as I find him, I'll put that up. Matt Money Smith, I know, will be there at 11 o'clock sharp. That specific time. In case you missed hour number one, I started the program by doing a whole take on the AFC North and how that's the best division in football and how I'd given a lot of love and a lot of run to the Bengals, but I had to give the Ravens their due credit. They look scary as hell. In fact, they may be the ones. They might be the most complete team in the NFL right now. So we hit on that already. I mentioned before I did that take before I shared my thoughts, that there was something else that I really wanted to lead the program with. And part of me is still kind of regretting that I didn't because it's a wild story. It just didn't seem that responsible to me. But I'm going to get there. I'll give you a hint. I don't want to give it up. It regards the general manager's meeting. Something happened there. It's been a wild offseason in Major League Baseball, especially over the last week or so. And free agency is wide open right now. So we'll get there. We also had James Kelly on, the big head. And we talked about tonight's game. Yo, Car Flag Nation. Man, that went south fast, didn't it? Hey, Car Flag Nation. Remember when you were proudly, proudly flying those car flags after you finally beat Lil Bro Clippers? For the first time in forever. Hey, Carflag Nation. Remember like three weeks ago when everybody was all hyped about the Laker offseason? And LeBron was all hyped about AD taking over as, quote, the face of the franchise. 
And everybody was so convinced that this would finally, finally be the year the Lakers got their bleep together to start a season. Remember all that? Neither do I. Same as they ever were, especially after getting their asses blown out by 34 by the Rockets last night. I'll get to that. 34. Here come the calls. That's what I'm talking about. Much better. Much better. I guess I just had to ask for it. All right, so let me get some reactions in here as I'm efforting my guest, Tom, at, at TDT216. Maybe Amazon can bring on Alvy to work the boards at tonight's Carolina-Chicago game to keep things entertaining. He gets loose during the big head segments. As Kat said, yeah, I like this energy. Listen, you got to admit, the big head and I talking about how bad that game is, is going to be way more entertaining than the game itself. I think we'd all agree on that, right? Can you imagine Alvy actually being a part of that broadcast? You see Al Michaels doing play-by-play. Herbie next to Al. And Alvy just running the board, doing what Alvy does. Yeah. Was that a question? Al. Al would handle it. Al, back in the day, was a really good jungle guy. He knew the show. Al knew the show, and Al would roll with it. Believe me. (laughs) I think it's a good idea. And by the way, Alvy, how do I know that you're not already doing that? I mean, you had that side hustle where you did play-by-play. I didn't even know that. Hey, fun fact about Alvin DeLauro. Three seconds left. Cleveland inbounds the ball. Top of the circle. LeBron gets the ball. Two seconds. One second. LeBron for the win. Oh, dude, dude. Yes, yes. LeBron James. That's Alvin DeLauro if you need him. Let me tell you about my crew. And I encourage it because I'm not a pig. You pig. I encourage it. And I don't know why they feel like they need to do it without my knowing, but my crew traditionally has done things on the side without you my knowing. Pig. Now, I know they would say to me, well, we got to clear it with you. As long as it doesn't interfere with what we do for you, what do you care what we do on the side? To which I would say, you're right. You're right. As an example, Alvi. Alvi is doing this thing on the side where he's doing NBA play-by-play, and I don't even know. You just heard it. James Kelly, on the side, was a part of another radio program, which I didn't even know for years and years and years. I had another member of the staff make this amazing movie. He made a movie. I didn't even know. Like, like Savage, what are you doing off on the, on the side that I don't know about? Oh, you're not going to tell me. I, I know, because if you told me, you'd have to kill me, which I take seriously. I know. I guarantee Jock is doing something on the side that I do not know about. All right. We've got the beef segment coming up at the bottom of the hour. But as promised, we are joined right now by a linebacker for the Texas Longhorns. He is in his senior season. In fact, not just a linebacker, but last year he was a first-team All-Big 12 performer, third-team All-American after recording a career-high 119 tackles, a couple of sacks, Four interceptions last year. This season, a team-high 65 tackles, 10 for loss, one sack, two INTs. Longhorns 
in a really good spot. They're 8-1 overall. They're 5-1 in conference play. They're ranked 7th in the college football playoff rankings. They take on TCU on Saturday. We are joined by Jalen Ford. Jalen, it's great to have you on, dude. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, you called me. Um, I was actually in the, in the weight room, but uh, I'm doing good. Uh, just, you know, trying to get this week. Uh, trying to prep for this week, prep for the game. Pretty pretty hard to do that when I'm pulling you out of the weight room, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> see you. No, see you. Good. You good? All right. So you guys won three straight. You're eight and one. Yeah. Obviously, you're locked in. In fact, you're eight and one for the first time since '09. What's the vibe like in that locker room? And how are you feeling about the team overall with three games left and so many great opportunities still in front of you? Yeah, the, you know the vibe for sure is um, kind of just wanting to you know handle you know control what we can control and kind of handle our business uh we know like you know as far as where we ranked and um all that other stuff is you know as long as we do what we're supposed to do and you know go out there and win um these last three games uh, i think you know then we'll kind of see where, where we're at from there um but you know that i think the team is doing a pretty good job of just building off of the last game and improving and you know we're late in november it's getting late in november so you know that's when the games become tough. You know, teams start to, uh, the season starts to toll up. So I think everybody's been a good job of just staying on top of everything. Joe and Ford joining us, Longhorn linebacker. In fact, speaking of that, last week you outlasted Kansas State in a wild one in OT 33-30. They made a heck of a comeback, rallying from 20 down in the second half. As a senior leader on that D, what were you telling your teammates when K-State made that run? Uh, you know, I was telling them, you know, you got to, you know, we knew K-State was going to give us the game. We knew they were going to come out there and battle. Uh, and I think, you know, one of our guys that made a point earlier today that was pretty good was, like, going into the game, if you had told us that K-State, you know, we'd be in a one-possession game to win, you know, we'd, we'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. So it was like, uh, I think, you know, for them, you know, we expected them to come out and battle us. And I think for the for the defense, I was just telling them, like, we got to go take it. They're not going to give it to us. And so I think we were out there, you know, they tested us, especially down the stretch. Um, and we kind of just answered on defense. And so just really proud of the guys. Let's just say you answered that test. You passed that test. In fact, you aced it in the right. sense that how pumped were you to see your guys dig in and come up yeah. with that huge fourth down stop to seal the win? Right. Uh, that's uh, credit to the D-line, man. That was all them. Uh, the back end, you know, they we knew who they, they wanted to go to the tight end, 34. So we kind of covered him up and then kind of took his read away. And then by then, you know, the D-line was able to get to the quarterback, didn't have enough time to look anywhere else. So that's kind of just the definition of team defense, everybody doing their job. Um, and, at, you know, uh, enough for someone to go make the play or, you know, to, for the whole defense to get a stop. And so just seeing that kind of on tape, it kind of was like it was a cool thing to see as a defensive player. Jalen Ford joining us, Texas Longhorn. Let me ask you about the other side of the ball. You continue to find ways to win, even without starting quarterback Quinn Ewers, who's been out with that shoulder injury. Dude, that's a really big ask for a redshirt freshman like Malik Murphy to come in and hold it down. How impressed are you with the way he's handled himself and the moment overall since he stepped in? Uh, Yeah, I'm definitely proud of Malik. Um, You know, he's a guy who takes his preparation serious. Even, uh, you know, before he knew he was going to go out there and play, uh, just, you know, since he's been here, he's been a guy who's about, you know, preparing and making sure that he's uh, got the same mentality, the same, you know, uh, level of execution that the starter does. And I think he finally got his chance to go out there 
And uh, as as a backup quarterback or just a quarterback in general, you know, everything goes through you. So uh, people don't really see, you know, how much it really takes to go out there and execute. Um, you know, he may, he may make mistakes. Um, he made a few. Um, but I think for the most part, for him to be able to, you know, still stand out there and kind of uh, be the general of the offense and kind of take charge uh, and, you know, still get two victories on his belt, I think that's huge. Um, and, you know, to say the least about Malik, he's just a guy who wants to win for his team, really cares, and, is, you know, he's kind of hard on himself. But I think that's just part of it. Hey, listen, before I send you back to the weight room, a couple of things. The selection committee, and, and I'm hearing what you're saying about, hey, listen, we can't worry about things that are out of our control. But the selection right. committee for the college football playoff obviously has to pick the four best teams in the nation. Again, out of your control. But we are yeah. having a conversation, you and I, on a national platform. I want to give you a chance to make a case for your team. Do you think, for instance, that your win at Alabama might be the best win of any team this season? I think, I think that win... For us, uh, it's you know it says a lot. Um, it was early in the season, uh, but I think for us to you know to go to Alabama and play them in their house and kind of come out with a victory kind of just shows I think what what type of team we have. Um, you know that we can be you know we can we can dominate or uh, we kind we got the talent up front uh, and you know uh, on the O line the D line you know in the trenches we kind of got we got a lot of talent there in the back end the skill. Uh, I, th- I just say we play a great um, overall offense, defense, special teams. Uh, we got a three-core team, uh, and so I-, I would say for us that is a you know definitely a defining win. Um, and we just kind of look to build on it, though. I wouldn't say that's the only win we want to look at, um, but it is one that we can kind of uh, hold up there and say you know we did that. All right, so before you go, i got to ask you about this, because every single time you take the field, I would imagine you're playing not only for your teammates, not only for your school, yeah. but for your family. Is it true? Is your mom actually the one who instilled your toughness in you, and what's mom's like? Uh, man, mom is the calmest person in the world. <laughs> uh, but, you know, growing up, uh, she definitely instilled a lot of things. Uh, one of them was just, you know, mental toughness and just being able to, uh, whatever you put your mind to, kind of go out there and do it. Uh, credit to her. She's, you know, growing up, seeing her working, uh, supporting me. Um, you know, she did it uh, most of the time on her own. So, you know, just seeing how tough she was, it kind of just rubbed off on me. And I think I get my work ethic from her. And that's kind of, you know, where everything else just followed in. So I definitely give a lot of credit to my mom. I love that. So quick follow. She clearly knows life. Like mom knows life. How well does mom yeah, know ball? She knows ball? football too. I was going to say, you, you beat me yeah. too. I was going to say, how she well knows, does she know ball? She knows She knows a lot about ball. Um, you know, that's the first thing. Anybody that talks to my mom, that's what, she, that's what they always say is just, uh, man, she really knows ball. So, you know, since I was a little kid, just being able to talk football with her. Um, we grew up in a football household, athletic family. So, you know, even when she was little, she was playing sports. She grew up with brothers. So she's no stranger to it. And I think just having her around, being able to talk about the things she sees and how she can even coach me up sometimes uh, is definitely a blessing to have. I think that's awesome. Texas is 8-1, and one, and they've got a big game coming up, TCU, Saturday. Jalen Ford having another big year. Jalen, sorry to pull you out of the weight room. Better go back in there and get it in. But great to have you, man. Great show. I appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you. Jalen Ford, he's locked in. He is locked in. So we had set up that interview, and we were a few minutes late. But he was getting it in. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good to talk some Longhorn ball, too. 
1-800-636-8686. Hey, Jim, did you just say you're rocking a sweater today? You are in sunny Southern California. What? Is it windy as hell in the studio? Ian in the natty. War Coach Lou. Yo, bro, it's windy as hell outside. It's windy as hell out there, too, guys. It, 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 it's serious. Tommy's like, it's the Santa Ana winds. Dude, it's worse than the Santa Ana winds. The Santa Ana winds are warm winds that kick up, and it's really bad, especially during fire season. The, these are like, it's like a hurricane or a tornado. This is not just the Santa Ana winds. You feel the Santa Ana winds. This is like a different kind of wind. But no, that's not why I'm wearing a, a sweater. Dude, it's November, man. It's fall. It's winter. It gets cold. Yeah, Ian. Ian, it's not 14 degrees like it is where you are. I got to admit, today's high is 80. I don't know. I, I woke up cold this morning. I kind of misjudged it. I sort of misjudged it. When I come to work, it's a little chilly. I come in early. Probably could have got by without the ugly sweater, but you'll never know, brah. Because we are old school, audio only. You don't know what I'm wearing. I just said I wore one of the ugly sweaters. Anyway, Ian, whatever. 1-800-636-8686. Why am I smashing that phone number? Because the beef segment is coming up at 1040. What that means is the next segment is open, then the beef segment. In fact, I might get there a little bit earlier to make sure you have enough room. Hit us up. What's your beef? Quick question. Speaking of beef, what is the finest beef in all the land? Old Trapper beef jerky. That's what. Why is it so good? Why don't we start with the fact that it's a family-run business, a family business behind that product, a family business that stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. I can document it. World's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. Not all beef jerky is the same. In fact, it's Old Trapper and everybody else. Make sure you choose Old Trapper. You can actually see what you're getting right through. They're iconic. Clearview packaging. Ionic. Make sure that if you don't see it, you ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. It is one of my favorite things ever. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. If Jalen Ford's any indication, the Longhorns are locked in. And again, they're in a good spot. They've got three games left. They've got one loss. They've got that big win at Alabama. And they're currently seventh in the college football playoff rankings. Beef segment coming up next. So I started with the Lakers. Let me finish that thought. I mentioned, do you remember all those positive things? Do you remember LeBron hyping AD as the face of the franchise? Remember when everybody said, this is the year the Lakers finally get their bleep together to start a season? Remember all that. Neither do I, especially after seeing them get blown out by 34 34. to the Rockets. That'll make you forget all that really fast. 
And, LaFib, I've got some advice for you. You might want to keep the Pittsburgh Steelers' name out your bleeping mouth. Keep my wife's name out your mouth! In case you missed it, LeBron had compared the Lakers to the Steelers over the weekend. And he just couldn't help but do it in the labaggiest way ever. We're like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. You know what that means? No, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now have not uh, outgained or outscored any of their opponents in this season right now, and yet they got a winning record. We're like the Steelers right now. You know what that means? Like, he was almost condescending in the way he said it. When it was like such a bad analogy anyway. Problem with that is, is you did not have a winning record at the time that you said that, LeCap. When you compared yourself to the 5-3 and three Steelers, you were fresh off getting worked by the Magic to fall to 3-3, three and three, a.k.a. 500, a.k.a. not a winning record. You know what that means? No, do you know what that mean? Do you know what 3-3 three and three is, Braun? You know, you know that what mean? that means? That means you don't have a winning record. You know what that means? And then after losing the next two, you now have a losing record. You know what that means. You know what that means? So no, Braun, the Lakers are not like the Steelers. But of course, they ran your baggy comment back to the actual Steelers. Namely, Najee Harris, who correctly called your BS. I was trying to figure out why they showed Mike T's face and LeBron's, and then I was like, oh, man, he's just talking shit. (laughs) What do you expect, you know? Preach, my dude. He was just spewing bullcrap, and that's exactly what you should expect from LeBag. That and quality play and offensively bad movies. And he was at it again after last night's horrific humiliating blowout loss in Houston, too. It's been eight games, and wouldn't you know it, the Lakers are already crying about injuries and depth and the fact that they're depleted. I mean, we can't build cohesion if we don't have our, our, our unit. That's simple. We just we very depleted in the injury side. It's not like we got a bunch of lasers out there, eh? It's already starting. We can't build cohesion if we don't have our unit. Yeah, well, you're going to have to deal with injuries and not having your full unit as long as you keep pushing Anthony Street Clothes Davis as the face of your franchise. Because the only person on planet Earth right now that is surprised that Street Clothes is already back in Street Clothes is you, LaFib. I mean, Car Flag Nation, aren't you sick of this act yet? Aren't you sick of this exact same routine every single season where the Lake Show sucks for months and then has to scramble with everything they have for a late playoff run? And then they leave a trail of excuse crumbs along the way? I mean, I actually do think their roster is improved. Notice I've not hit them with the purple and gold Titanic gloss. Not yet. Although they are definitely already sailing for some icy North Atlantic waters. But yes, I'll admit it. The roster is improved. It is. The roster is improved 
but the act is exactly the same, and the act is tired as hell. My only other question is, are Villain Brooks and LeBron still staring each other down? Still mean mugging each other? Still refusing to blink? I mean, are we going to do that too? Again? Are we going to run that back again? So now you think I intended to hit LeBron James in the nuts? Yes. Didn't we put a close on this thing last year in Memphis? This is still a thing? Already the Lake Show. Crying about a lack of cohesion and a lack of depth. We're like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. We're like the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Even the Steelers called bullcrap on that bullcrap. You know what that means? No, dude. We don't know what that mean. None of us understood what that mean. You're under 500. You know what that mean? No, the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. You got blown the hell out by the Rockets uh, by 34. You know what that mean? Any of their opponents in this season. It means the Rockets are 34 points better than you. You know what that mean? You know what that mean? Dude, good news is, I'll find a silver lining in this. At least you got to rest in the fourth quarter because that game was long since over. At least they didn't have you play 48 last night. You know why they didn't have you play 48? Because you lost by 34. You know what that means? 34. Lake Show, are you not tired of this act yet? It's already starting. Thanks, Albie. Nice tune. The beef segment. Now you're officially on the clock. We're going to do it when we come back. 1-800-636-8686. Call right this second with a beef. Find me on the X with a beef at Jim Rome. Email me a beef. It's the last time I'm going to say it because when we come back, we go with the beefs. You know what that means? Here is a sports update first. Here's Rich Ackerman. From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Alvin, improve your attitude. You're on. That's right. All right, so it's time. Clones, not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trappers, original old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered, all come in four-ounce bags. That way you can sample different flavors to find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper with your beef. I'm not on TV. Much better, Alvin. But you can hear me on the radio. That is the sound of me smashing the giant plastic tower of beef. It is time to beef. Hit me up. With anything you want except the JN and also bathroom beefs. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-636-8686. Check it out. Look who's back. Nooch. Nooch in New Orleans. My brother, what is your beef? Oh, Jimmy, before I get to my beef, I just wanted to say that this week marks 13 years for me being in the jungle and 10 years of me lobbing you corny phone calls. 
I just want to say I truly appreciate everything that you and the XR4TI have done for me over these years. Uh, whether you know it or not, you are a, a, a very important part of my day. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and get to my beef. Look, as you may well know, I'm like the king of grubbing down and vegging out. But the next time I order shrimp fried rice from the place around the corner and I get 13 pounds of rice and then one single little minced cocktail shrimp in there, Romy, I'm going to lose my mind. Unwar la bitch James ruining Space Jam. I'm out. Rock him, Nooch, my boy. Good to hear from you, brother. He can get away with saying something like that. Nooch has got history with the program. I love it. 1-800-636-8686. All right, and a good beef, too. A strong beef. I could walk it off on that, and that'd be a good segment. Let's go to Boise. Mike in Boise. Mike, what's your beef? You know, I'm all about letting old ladies out of the church parking lot on Sunday morning, but when you're trying to get to work, there's always one jerk that's letting everybody else in front of him, making himself feel like a good Samaritan, and making everybody else be late. People, don't be that guy. Go when you're supposed to go. Stop when you're supposed to stop. I'm out. I got you, Mike. I see you working. That's solid. Two for two. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Vancouver. Mike. Mike in Vancouver. Mike, good to have you. What's your beef? My beef is that damn dispatch guy that keeps calling me. One more thing that you cannot do in the beef segment. Drop four-letter bombs. I mean, that, that was real. That was a legit beef. He was legitimately angry. However, we're still on the Tiffany Network. Even if we're not on TV, we are on the radio. Middle of the day, you can't go four-letter bombs. All right, reset yourselves. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Toledo, Mark. Good to have you. Mark, what's your beef? With Michigan, man. The reason they walk into a bar with their chest out is so their boobs don't drag on the floor. Eat your damn crow, you dumbass. Out. My man, Mark in Toledo. The reason Michigan man walks into a bar with his chest out is so his boobs don't drag on the ground. All right. That's good to know. Boob. 1-800-636-8686. I will get to the written beefs a little bit later on. Plenty of time in this segment. Let's go to Wisconsin. Stu and Wisco. Hey, Stu, what's cracking? What's your beef? Hey, Jim. Dude, my beef is with Giannis getting kicked out of that game last night. Why that call by the ref was about as bad as Geoff's wife saying, I do. Giannis has got to know he can't get that chippy with players, man. What my dude needs is a fall guy. So, Giannis, next time a player starts stepping in on you, just tell Brooke dumping his pants to find a face with his elbow. Simple. Hey, Stu and Wisco. Does Geoff have a wife? I don't even know. Actually, I don't even care. Let's keep this thing moving. Again, 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Phoenix. Check this out. Boogawolf. Yo, Boogawolf, before we get to your beef, dude, I got to know, why do they call you Boogawolf? 
Go ahead, dude. Yo, tell me. Yo, Rome. Yo. They, they call me the Booger Wolf. We're just the, the Wolfly guys out here. But my beef, man. Ah. Dude, I don't care why they call you Booger Wolf. I don't like that call. That's known as self-gloss, dude. You can't call in as Booger Wolf, even if you're known as Booger Wolf out here. It's almost like he knew. He's like, they call me Booger Wolf out here, but, because, but, my beef is, no, 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 no. You called in as Booger Wolf. Dude, if you call in next time as whoever you actually are, I'll take that beef. Tommy, quote, why the long face? It doesn't make any sense. Jungle Tourette's. Why the long face? Get it? I just pulled it the doesn't make any sense. All right, so we're banging and rolling telephone calls. There was a self-gloss mixed in there. Booger Wolf. We don't do that during the show, so it would stand a reason that we can't do that during a beef segment. There is no self-glossing. If you get gloss from the show and it's show-generated gloss, then that's okay. He glossed me! You walk right into that. You should have known when I said, not what's your beef, but why do they call you Booger Wolf? Yo, B-Dub, I want you to meet the rest of your friends. Alvy, are you able to do this in the middle of a beef segment? Levi the Trash Man. Trash Man. Loney Carter in Spokane. Biax. Bighorn Falling Ball. Jay Dizzle. Manny Cheeseburger over here. Shakala is in Van City. Lone Prophet. The Grump. The Grouch. Moldoggy in NorCal. The Dougler. Zookeeper. Roaster. Garbage Man, Brad. The Cracker Jack. G-Money. Sexy Rexy from New Mexico. The Red Dog. Horse Monkey. Tree Frog. G-Money. B-Man. S-B. Bow down. Z-Man. Cotton Woman. The Silly Rabbit. Barracuda. The Muscle Shark. Denver John. The Horse Whisperer. Main man here. The bread man. Pointing the bartender. Tombo. Smokehouse. Tombo Ed. I'm a desert dog. They call me T-Rush. Rockin' Rodney. Hey, it's Mad Max from 219 in Indiana. Rude dog from North Topeka. I'm Richie Bones in Buffalo, New York. A.K.A. A.D.O.R. And the Renegade Master. Bruin James. SoCal, baby. Bruin James. Me old bag the deuce. Duke. The tow truck. They call me the booger wolf. Ah. Dude, that thing has gotten long. Hey, booger wolf, you got a lot of new friends. It's all good, man. It's not like you've been singled out or anything. Alvy, that that thing has gotten long. I didn't think that was ever going to end. Let's keep it going. It's the beef segment. Four different kinds of beef. I'm looking at the old-fashioned, the peppered, the hot and spicy, the original. All incredible. Mmm. Mmm. Where do you want to go, Tommy? Mmm. Mm. Let's go to Charleston. Chuck. Chuck, good to have you. What's your beef? Remy Wong, what is up? What's up, dude? I, I am hot. I drive a pickup truck, and I rarely do I look in the bed. But people tend to throw their trash in there. And when I get on the road, I look in the rear view, and trash is just flying around like confetti. I am hot, dude. Um, not only could I get a ticket, I'm out there littering. It's not even my fault. Anyway, it's what it do out. Good man. Good job. Good take. So the other day, I got a beef. So our trash cans are out, and the trash cans are picked up and emptied. So I'm ready to roll them back in, and I open one up to make sure that it's been emptied. 
and I see a bag of Mickey D's at the bottom of the trash can. Man, I'm so hot. I'm so pissed. Like, I hate that. I hate that. Just take your Mickey D's or whatever you have and throw it away yourself. Don't be dropping by my trash can. So I'm telling Dodger Jano this. I'm like, man, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed. You know it's some vendor. It's somebody who works the neighborhood. It's somebody. Somebody. I'm like, hey, DJ, I got a beef. I got a beef with that a-hole that dropped their Mickey D's in our trash can right after the trash can got emptied. She looks at me and she goes, ha. I'm like, that's funny to you. I'm not, I'm really angry. She's like, I'm the a-hole who did it. I was rushing around. I'm like, oh, DJ, you did not. That is so funny. She just laughed at me. She's like, I'm the a-hole. I'm like, since when do you go to Mickey D's? That's not part of your deal. Like, that, that's how I knew it was safe, right? There's no way she would go to Mickey D's in the middle of the day. But she made that rare Mickey D's run. Busted! All right, where to now? Let's go to Austin. I love being back in Austin. Love it. Who is that? G in Austin. G, what's going on with your beef? My beef is people who don't leave early enough, and then they get on the road and treat it like it's my issue that they're running late. That's a good point, Thank G. You. You know, I feel you, Ward. I feel you. That's a good point. Way to keep it tight. Way to keep it tight. He's like, hey, man, my beef is with people who don't leave early enough. You know, in, in essence, they're driving way too fast. They're driving way too erratically. And they're making it seem like it's my issue. They're all up in my ass. I agree with you, dude. This guy's been here since the Open, so we should hear him out. Let's go to Lawrence. Parody Larry. Larry, dude, what's your beef? Jim, my beef is with that bald-headed blunderdome coach Salad and his baby boy in New York, Eddie in second grade. This failed experiment with Zach, er, Zach Wilson must end now. The clueless kook hunter has no pocket presence. And that's why he gets laid flat on his back even more times than Methleen does when she visits Eddie in Orlando's famous bait house on a Saturday night. Oh, Rogers, oh, Rogers, why you have to get hurt? Now our Super Bowl dreams are buried in the dirt. You better listen to Broadway Joe and have Wilson pack your bags and go. That's right. Hit the road, Zach. Now I'm done. Dude, I can't believe you made it to the end of that beef. That beef had a little bit of everything. That was almost like a Broadway show for Parody Larry. I cannot believe how many different acts were a part of that beef. Hey, Larry, that was worth the wait, even if the wait was six months. Parody Larry. That was something else. Let's get some written beefs in here. Nice job, Larry. Romy, my beef is with my girlfriend. Just because we both work from home doesn't mean we need to speak all day. How many times do I need to explain that between 11 and 2 is jungle time? So for the love of God, just sit there quietly until Rome is done. War, medical, truffle, shuffle, nation. Mike in Southeast Wisco. It says, my beef is with you saying that Jardian's nation is not a thing. Signed, fat Americans that use donuts as buns. Dude, not doing it. 
I put a ban on it, a moratorium on it. Donuts. You can't have a beef with me putting a ban on something. My show, my bans. It's not a thing. Don't do it. Take that crap someplace else. I'm sure somebody else will entertain that. I'm not the one who's going to. Jim, these fabric belts have no holes for the prong. You just push the prong through the fabric, and every time you put the belt on, invariably, a new hole is created. And in about a week, that belt is completely shredded. Or in the case of the Jardians girl, the belt is shredded in a day. Oh, my freaking God. What did I just say? O-M-G. What do you not understand about the JN not being a topic? I banned it. Not from the beef segment, but from the show. Not doing it. God. Well, my beef is with my vacuum cleaner. I routinely get it out to suck up cat hair, dog hair, human hair, and it all gets wrapped and tangled around the spinning brush at the bottom. Instead of me cleaning it, I need to call Connor Stallions to refurbish, quote-unquote, my vacuum. Glenn in MD. Better. Better. Hey, Ro, my beef is with the recently divorced guy at my gym who uses his gray reducing just for men in the shower, leaving a disgusting purple residue in the stall. Brother, this is a gym, not a hair salon, and your new young girlfriend could care less about your lettuce and is after your wallet. Clean it up. Mike or in Toronto. That's good. That one I like. Look who's in. Jimmy, my man. My beef is after listening to James Kelly attempt to speak, I have no idea who won the Chicago Bears are actually playing tonight. War the Carolina Panthers. Come on. That's James in Portland who did that. That's your beef segment. Matt Money Smith, when we come back. <laughs> 